Hi right, people, what's going on? It's your boy G Money, aka G MO, aka B Steak Charlie. Of course, that's an insider, Mr. Slanging and Banging himself. And you already noticed that keeping the G podcast. Listen, I'm not going to talk your head off too much on this opener, but you know, of course, I gotta always introduce my podcast. But anyhow, a couple days ago. I knocked out a podcast um, with my boy Cook from the Gunshow Lounge podcast, of course. And I pretty much put up the podcast as far as like, you know, on my Instagram and my Twitter. So, um, but of course, I promoted as far as like his page and whatnot, you know what I'm saying? Um, So it's basically the same podcast, you know, of course, I just... You know, when it comes to my podcast, I just like to, you know, add a little music to it and put a little bit of a, you know, I guess a opener on it or a descriptor or whatever, however you want to call it. So, you know, this is basically about me, you know, purchasing an AR-15, you know, that's an armor light rifle, of course. So, you know, I used to always think it's AR stood for assault rifle, you know, but... I was one of the few in this world that thought that, but anyway, don't judge me. So, he basically schooled me on how to keep up with an AR and how to put it together, even though it was in, essentially it was just in two pieces, but we broke it down, you know, and, you know, I asked a few questions, he gave me a lot of answers, you know, so, and, you know, that's the guy I'm going to always go to in regards to, you know, um, you know, knowledge and whatnot, because he's well-versed, even though he'll humbly say he's not, you know, he's, he, he keeps himself grounded, so to speak, you know what I'm saying, which is a cool thing about a guy like him, you know, and especially like, it's crazy, because he, he knows a hell of a lot, he underestimates himself, but, you know, at least in my opinion, I feel like he knows a lot, I mean, you know, and he hasn't been quote-unquote into the firearms for a long time at least let him tell it so but um anyway you know of course this is that keeping the g podcast um collabo with the gun show lounge podcast it's a podcast i've been waiting to do for a while you know granted me and him um he, he was on my podcast before and you know of course we chopped it up about sports or whatever that was Towards, you know, the beginning before the NFL draft, you know what I'm saying? We always talk sports, but, you know, this was something I wanted to really get on the podcast. And, you know, um, we went to a gun range a while back. We had some content from there, but, of course, you know, Anchor messed that up. You know, I still ain't forgave them about that, but whatever. It is what it is, but... Um, if y'all didn't listen to the podcast already, you know, through his page, of course, here it is on my page. Of course, it's that keeping the G podcast in collaboration with the Gun Show Lounge podcast. Be sure to listen to the podcast. You know, of course, tell me what y'all think. Let me know how y'all feel about it. And, you know, like I always say, we're keeping the G. Now. <clears throat> So I keep the G podcast, the Gun Show Lounge podcast, the simulcast. Collaboration. Woo. Got G money in the house. I couldn't wait to do this. I was 
impatient and of course <laughs> ecstatic to do this. I was hyped up. Do what I said I wanted to do. Thank you. Now, of course, on the last podcast, I hinted at this podcast. I was talking about, you know, no point intended, but I was talking about securing the bag. Now, when I say securing the bag, <laughs> you know, not to make reference to the UM Florida State thing. Uh, here we go. But nah, for the world to know, those that know me, obviously I copped a, a AR from a credible source. Yes. <laughs> now I'm not gonna reveal how much I purchased it for. Ain't none of your business. Exactly. You know. Get your own. <laughs> but I'm super comfortable with with the AR. It's the first AR I purchased. I just bought a bag from it off of eBay. You know what I'm saying? So, and obviously I'm, you know, I'm sort of a, a virgin to this shit. So that's why I got my man's cook, of course. You. And he gonna school me on everything. So I'm gonna ask a couple questions. You know, he gonna give me a couple of answers. And we're gonna go from there. For sure, for sure. Right. So, I know it's been a minute since I've been on my cast. I'd like to welcome y'all back to the Gun Show Lounge. And uh, today is something we're going to do that I've been planning on doing. Just life been getting in the way. But under current circumstances, no time better than the present. We're going to break down AR from front to back. Only the way I can do it. You know, you can get that information anywhere online, but you know I'm going to get it to you real raw and uh, understandable. So, what we have in front of us here is a 16-inch AR-15 Armor Light Rifle. Upper and lower are made by Anderson Manufacturing Company. They get a, they get some bad pub from people in the AR world who are hobschnobbity about their stuff. <clears throat> but still quality stuff. So, you know, G ain't out here with a, a polymer upper or lower waiting for it to blow up on him. He got some, some seriously good made stuff right here so like i said we're gonna go from back to the front from butt stop to muzzle mm-hmm. i'm going to point out what g money has if anything comes to mind i will throw that in and i'll be telling g money how stuff works definitely all right so getting into it we have what appears to be a minimalist buttstock. I forget the name of the company that makes it, but it's a very beautiful buttstock. Telescoping. Mm. Telescoping. Okay. Now. Uh, so essentially it's like a pump in a sense? No, it's 
it just gives you different okay. ranges on how close you are up to the optic or, or to the sights. Does it kind of extend like as far as like the inch of the AR, so to speak? Or like cause it's six, 16 to 16? 16 inches is when you hear 16 inches or 18 inches mm -hmm. or 10 and a half, 11 and a half, yeah. it's referring to the barrel length only. Okay. Okay. So I have an AR pistol. It's 12 and a half inches. Yeah. That's how it's referred to. But it's the 12 and a half inches is referring to the barrel only. So is that the one they refer like the short grip? Uh, it's referred to as an AR pistol because the buttstock is different. Okay. Now, if I made it in SBR, mm -hmm. then I could put one of these stocks on it. Now, when you say SBR, what you mean by SBR? SBR is a short barrel rifle. Okay. Trying not to get too much into technicalities, but mm -hmm. <clears throat> the difference between a short barrel rifle and an AR pistol mm -hmm. is the fact that on an SBR, you okay. can run the same buttstock that you run on a regular rifle. Okay. On a short, shorter barrel rifle. Mm -hmm. That's, in layman's terms, that's the difference. Yeah, that, you mean Greg's terms. <laughs> so Greg can understand that. Nah, I'm joking. According to the ATF, a 16-inch barrel mm -hmm. makes it a rifle. Anything less, you have to classify it as a, a SBR or AR pistol. Okay. Now, if you go SBR, you have to go through... Uh, what's called a Form 1 mm -hmm. and get basically government approval. Yeah. If you make an AR pistol, you don't have to go through that Form 1, even though it's basically set up the same way. Oh. Matter of fact, let me go get my pistol so you can see okay. just how similar they are. Okay. And this is what you call free game. People don't understand this is free game, you know. Got me bringing out the artillery. Woo! Honestly, think this bag is heavier than a rifle. Nah, that thing huge. Shout out to my folks. Passed it off to me. I love you for it. I'm end up getting rid of this bitch. <laughs> but. Okay. You see. The difference is in the build, okay. the, the, the way the manufacturer built it. Okay. This is considered a brace mm -hmm. because it has a Velcro strap. Yeah. Take the Velcro strap off. Bam. Well, I like that. You see that ain't going to work for me. Yeah, it will hit. But. Unless you're you shooting from the wrist, but I mean, you ain't got. Which is the telescoping. Mm-hmm. That's the only way it's going to work. Now, is that comfortable for you? No. Okay. But I wanted to simulate a full-length rifle. Cosmetically, that thing looked nice. Thank you, sir. Uh, Thank you, sir. This was a, a build of my my own making. Some things I, I would do different. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> but... Put your hands on. Yeah. But, um... I am fully happy with it. I can't complain. I like this. 
Yeah, the same. Red dot. So that's the red dot you took off of that one? Yeah. Okay. Now, is it tough to even put the red dot as mm-hmm. far as like... No. When you get that, when whatever red dot you get, whatever optic you get... Which I'm getting the same thing. They will send you, they should should send you all the hardware to put on. Mm-hmm. Which is generally just an Allen wrench. Okay. So, get all that. Mm-hmm. But, <clears throat> back to your rifle. Okay. You got the Mission First Tactical Minimalist Stock. Mm-hmm. You have a uh, uh, forgive me, I'm, I ain't getting no sleep. Yeah, I know. but it's, it's early. It's an early podcast, so yeah. it's you know it's riding on a a standard um, rail six position mm-hmm. rail. So depending on how choked up on it you want to be, okay. you want to be right there, cool. You want to get some distance, of course. Alright. Uh to remove this, mm-hmm. you can take this off okay. and swap it out if you if you break it or you no longer want it. Mm-hmm. Extend it all the way out. Okay. And you'll see two little notches. Mm-hmm. See that little notch right there? Yeah. You got one on both sides. Okay. What you do? Pull it down. Gonna take a little bit of force, but mm-hmm. pull them down. Slides right off. Oh, okay. Okay. And this is actually how this comes. This does not come with that. Mm-hmm. Unless you buy it in a, a package. Okay. But slides right back on. Now, can the brace, so to speak, can it affect like the performance of the gun? Depending on how you use the brace. Okay. You know? Like, I, the brace ain't going to go over my forearm, so mm-hmm. I have to wrist, you know, put it on the wrist. With my barrel being so long, mm-hmm. it's going to have an effect because there's more weight on, you know, out front. Okay. Now, if I had a shorter barrel, like a seven and a half inch barrel, or less, then it'll basically be like me just holding that right there and bang, bang. Yeah. I get more stability. Okay. But with my barrel being so long, I'm gonna have to cheat rest it. Mm. But but ain't that kind of a little risky? No, like, no. Cause you, anytime you got a rifle, you gonna cheek rest it regardless. Okay. So you know, tuck the butt stock right up there, just inside yeah. your shoulder. Yeah. Just like how you cheek shoulder. rest. Mm-hmm. So, and that's points of contact. Okay. So, <clears throat> and that's what makes a rifle easier to shoot than a pistol, cause you got more points of contact. You got your hand out up front. You got a brace on your shoulder, got your grip, mm-hmm. then you cheek resting. Yeah. yeah so you All right. That, you know, there's a misconception, at least, say, like a dude like such as myself, and maybe I'm speaking for other people too. Right. Where a rifle, you would think that if you're shooting a rifle, you could easily end up shooting out of control, whereas with a regular pistol, say a little 9mm or a little 22 or whatever. Mm-hmm. You could actually shoot that better now. Let the people know at least why that's not necessarily true. Well, like I said, when you got the the multiple points of contact mm-hmm. with a rifle, you have four points of contact. Mm-hmm. One, two, three, four. Okay. With a pistol, you only have two points of contact. One, two. Yeah. 
So, Pilsen, you have a, a, a smaller platform that has an explosion going on mm-hmm. inside of it. With a rifle, you have a larger platform, same explosion. Uh-huh. But you have more points. It's all about points of contact, basically. Okay. So you have more. Uh, you have more stable um, grip on on that particular on the rifle, uh-huh. whereas a pistol. <clears throat> mm-hmm. As far as recoil and shooting crazy, mm-hmm. you're only gonna shoot crazy if you got a fully automatic. Rifle, which mm-hmm. is illegal, it's not illegal. You just gotta have the bread and the patience to get it, oh, okay. and the reasoning <laughs> to tell the government. Okay. So, so essentially, in my mind, that's still illegal. That, but I'm, <laughs> I'm not even trying to. For people in our price bracket, yeah, our tax bracket, Fuck it's that. illegal. You shouldn't even be thinking about getting one. Fuck that. But you can go to there are ranges that rent them out, mm-hmm. so you can go. And get the experience. Okay. So you know exactly what you're dealing with. You shot one before? I yes. Imagine. Okay. Yes. And that's that's where you... Yeah. So it's a regular AR-15. One trigger pull, one shot. And if somebody... I mean, even if you acting crazy like some of these folks on the news... Mm-hmm. You know, oh, I shot the AR-15. It was so powerful. They lying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Those are they lying. Yeah. They lying. So that's that's just a fallacy. Anybody who believes it's this crazy, strong weapon, mm-hmm. that's BS. Yeah. Now, going forward into. But what we're working on right now is just the lower. We have the the gun separated, so we're mm-hmm. working on the lower. So right now, we're going into this little castle nut mm-hmm. um, hook in the back of the grip. In the back of the grip, there are a thousand different platforms. Mm-hmm. This can be used to attach a sling to. Mm-hmm. Um, you have some that look like this little hole right here. Uh-huh. That's for a quick detach mount. Okay. The quick detach mount. Uh, do I have it? I have a uh, a sling. That's a big ass bag, man. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I got a sling somewhere, but. But it's like a little push button. Yeah. Oh, let me grab this before I forget it. It's a little push button joint. Uh huh. You put it in, it snaps into place, it locks in. So, you know, you can just push that in, quick detach. Or you can have the standard, you know, like your um, little key thing you snatch on your key on yeah. your belt. Put it on, get, get your joint like that. Okay. And you can. Go online, you can find another one similar to that. I think I, there was one in the package. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. But you just mount it on, mm-hmm. and you know you can run that type of quick detach. Okay. So, no big deal, but that's what that's for. Okay. Um, 
You also have these that are just flat. Mm -hmm. They have no purpose other than to hold in the spring mm -hmm. that is in here that holds in the retention pins. Okay. Now, two retention pins. Because I want to make sure this thing on point. I mean, you know, I I know you know what you're doing, but you know, I'm new to this when it comes to the whole AR thing. You know, because I let you boy. That's what I'm here for. Talk to me. Like, like I said, one, once I first touched it, once I first shot it, fell in love with it. And it just so happens, the first one I shoot, or shot, so to speak, is the one I end up going home with, you know, so. This is the sling mount right here. Okay. So, got this sling mount on the back. Mm -hmm. Drop this sling mount on the mm -hmm. rail. Okay. Might need, uh, So would that be what um scope will probably go at? I yeah. mean the red dot? The red dot, your red dot is gonna go back here. You okay. always want your red dot to go on top of your ejection port. Okay. That's general rule of thumb. You can ride it forward, mm -hmm. but then you're gonna have problems with um what they call parallax. Okay. Meaning and, uh, well I'm sorry, not parallax, eye relief. <clears throat> Because what it does is going to give you tunnel vision. Mm -hmm. With the red dot out so far, mm -hmm. you're focusing on that red dot right there, and it's going to basically kill all your peripheral. Okay. So if you got threats over here, threats over there, you just focus on the one that's the major threat, mm -hmm. those are going to be pretty much blanked out because all your sight is going to that red dot yeah. out so far. Okay. That's why you bring it back. And everything is still in focus on okay. the outside. But this is how that was set up. So you run the back on the end of your sling here and the other end of the sling there. Okay. And then you, you know what I'm saying? Okay. But um, back to this lower. So that's something I don't necessarily have to have on the gun, right? No, it's not something you necessarily have to have on it. Mm -hmm. uh, because... The way this the way this rifle is set up, mm -hmm. you could use either either style quick detach mm -hmm. because here's the quick detach, mm -hmm. the little push pin quick detach yeah, okay. on the bottom here. Okay. So and that's to get the own brace off. No. This Not is for the sling. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, this but is I for mean, the sling to get the brace off is okay. Yeah. These two little, but this is the quick detach point for okay. the back. And these are quick detach points for the, on the front of the rifle. Okay. So you could run either style. Okay. Either the hook or the push pin. Okay. But uh, right now we are sitting on a ergo grips, uh, pistol grip, or rifle grip since we're dealing with a rifle. It's an upgraded piece. Okay. Gives better texture. Allows you to have a firmer grip. And in adverse weather conditions, it's not going to slip out your hand. Okay. Because of the texture. And it's rubberized. Mm -hmm. um, also, on this grip, you can take this little bottom piece out. Mm -hmm. Maybe you throw some batteries or something small in there that you're going to 
possibly need and mm. use. Use that as a little storage area. Okay. If, uh, I can use that for like a storage for like, say like, if the red dot happens to um, run out of battery. Drop another battery or two in there. Mm -hmm. now, actually, have the cutouts in there for the batteries to go really? in there. You can feel okay. it. So, That's good to know. That's good to know. Also, if you need to take this grip off, if you don't like the grip anymore mm -hmm. at some point, or you want to change colors or whatever, mm -hmm. this is how you access the grip. You okay. got to get a, a long uh, Allen wrench. Okay. Get right in there. Real simple. No okay. big deal. And so we have a standard lower parts kit. <clears throat> the lower parts kit is all this little stuff. Mm -hmm. The the pins, the hammer, the fire control group, or trigger control group, you name either which way. Okay. The mag release. The bolt catch. So that's you know your standard stuff. Nothing upgraded. The upgraded stuff generally comes in either different colors mm -hmm. or different. Uh, I want to say texture, but texture ain't the right word. Okay. Uh, it'll come in like a nickel boron, like a silver coating. Mm -hmm. That's the upgraded stuff. Mm -hmm. Not really something necessary. Not really necessary, no. <clears throat> uh, the nickel boron is is slicker. Okay. Uh, you don't necessarily have to oil it, mm -hmm. but you don't necessarily have to oil anything in here. So mm -hmm. Probably best you don't oil anything in here. No. Okay. But I like to put a little bit of oil on the pen so yeah, so they keep their they, they don't get so hard to, to get in and out. Yeah. Okay. Um. You also have in here a Spikes Tactical Buffer mm -hmm. and Buffer Springs. Mm -hmm. Upgrade. <clears throat> this is an H2 buffer. Mm -hmm. The H2 buffer helps with the cyclic rate or the gun cycling. Okay. Makes it not so hard mm -hmm. on the upper parts kit. A standard H buffer will work, but the guy who had it at the time, he didn't like the standard H buffer mm -hmm. because there was a lot more recoil felt. Okay. So just add a little bit of heavier weight, reduce that recoil a little bit. Okay. All right. This is your lower. Now, your your fire and safe switches. You know, anytime you you dick around, you're gonna fire. Mm -hmm. You not after you even when you at the range after you shoot. Okay. When you getting ready to put the gun down, flip it to safe. Okay. So no problems. Yeah. Always safe. Regardless of anything, safety first. Definitely, definitely. Now one tip, when you do have your firearm separated in this manner, mm -hmm. do not let the hammer fall on that metal piece like that. Okay. Do your best not to okay. because you don't want to crack the lower. Oh, that can easily happen? Not easily, but over time it will. Okay. You know what I'm saying? 
because the, the springs in this hammer are letting this hammer come forward at such a high velocity. Mm-hmm. You know, you keep beating metal, anything's yeah, gonna break. Yeah. So you want to avoid that. You want to test your test your trigger out, see how heavy it feels or whatever. Okay. Just do it like that. Just keep a finger on there. Okay, that's good to know. All right. Now your takedown pins are held in place by a spring and a detent. Mm-hmm. A detent is just a little piece of metal that's inside, because you'll see the, the little grooves in there. Mm-hmm. Now I come up close on it. Okay. See the little grooves in there? That detent, once they're pulled out, mm-hmm. the detent sits in that groove and allows it not to come all the way out. Okay. Anderson Manufacturing. Had to go get group. Realize I'm out here slacking. <laughs> Let's try. Well, got the new toy, huh? Yeah, man. But, um, okay, so you know, you see the, you see those little grooves, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. Like I was saying, there's a little piece of metal. There's a spring in, mm-hmm. in here. Spring goes in here. Okay. Then the little piece of metal, the detent goes in after the spring. Mm-hmm. And when it's in, that spring is recessed because on the back end of that, mm-hmm. there's a, a little piece where the groove isn't so deep. Okay. It pushes the, the detent back on the spring. Mm-hmm. So that's how that operates. And again, I like to put a light coat of oil on the on the pin, yeah. or just just for lubricity. Yeah, yeah. Because this area tends to dry out. Mm-hmm. So you know you don't have to do it all the time, but just yeah, sometimes. Every once in a while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just a little bit of oil. At least in between going to the range and what. Yeah. yeah. Every other time you go. I mean, I would think. You know I, mean? I, I keep my stuff clean the minute I come from the ranch. So. Yeah. Uh, your anytime you when, once you get more involved in it, if you feel like this trigger is not good enough for you anymore, mm-hmm. you can take this trigger out. Mm-hmm. Now, how would I go about doing that? Like you would need a uh, they call roll punch pins. Mm-hmm. And these two little pins right here, mm-hmm. just knock them out, come out from the side real easy. Just pull this up and out. This is actually two pieces. Mm-hmm. There are some that are three pieces. But your standard, it's called mill spec, standard mill spec trigger, mm-hmm. two pieces, generally like six, seven pounds of pressure. Uh-huh. You know, you have some that go as low as two, two and a half pounds of pressure. Okay. Those are what we in the hood call your hairpin triggers. Okay. You know, so. And and, that, and that's one of my fears when it comes to the firearms. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to take it apart, trying to clean it or say, maybe customize or whatever. Mm-hmm. And when it's time to put it back together, I don't want, you can easily just throw off the performance of the gun or say you're shooting, 
mm-hmm. it ends up getting jammed or whatever like them okay now it's jamming up what the hell did I do wrong you know what I'm saying so that's that's one of my main you know what I'm saying fears or concerns you know the thing I've learned about the AR-15 platform mm-hmm. it's real easy when stuff like this it's real easy mm-hmm. to to fix not bad um Putting in the trigger in my pistol, same process as this. I had a, a malfunction with my trigger. Mm-hmm. Went back, found out I had the spring in wrong. Okay. Simple fix. Okay. This is probably the easiest part to work on if you have to work on it. Okay. So, do your research first before you buy something. Then do your research on how to install it. Okay. It's cut and dry, dog. I ain't gonna lie to you. It, a lot of times we have that fear of, like you say, I don't want to mess nothing up. And, and until you get into it, you be like, oh, okay. Yeah. It, it's really nothing, bro. I'm, I'm still trying to warm up to it. You know, get used to it, you know, and get a feel for it and definitely understand it. I mean, well, I got the feel for the gun. But it's just I want to understand it, know it, it right. like the back of my hand. You know, what I'm saying that that's my main important thing. You know, the best way to do that, bro, clean it, mm-hmm. take it apart. You know, do this is considered a basic field strip. Mm-hmm. Do your basic get get comfortable doing your basic field strips. Mm-hmm. You bore it, grab it, take it apart. Okay. Put it back together. Take it apart. Put it back together. Okay. If you want to get into anything else in depth, research it. YouTube is your friend. Google is your friend. Watch videos as many times as possible. Find a good video. Watch it as many times as possible mm-hmm. until you understand and you feel comfortable doing it. Mm-hmm. If not, license gunsmith. Or somebody you know who know what they're doing. Mm. And who am I Simple doing this story. podcast with? <laughs> ah. Alright, so... All of these parts are upgradable. Okay. Remember I say, outside of... The, the AR-15 is, is purely cosmetic. Mm-hmm. All this stuff is upgradable. Mm-hmm. You can get red, brown, blue, green parts... All this stuff. Though. I'm a simple guy. I like it black. Basic black. But it's all upgradable, dog. It's mm-hmm. all upgradable. It's mm-hmm. just, are you willing to pay to pay that cost to upgrade? Yeah. <clears throat> now, let's get into this upper. Now, I see the, um, it says Stinger on it. That's the manufacturer? Stinger is the manufacturer of this handguard. Okay. There are a million different companies that make handguards. Mm-hmm. You can go on eBay, Wish, uh, Amazon, and get stuff from anywhere twenty dollars mm-hmm. up to your high price stuff. Fortis, uh, Midwest Industries, mm-hmm. just to name a couple and they're gonna run you like two three hundred dollars just for the rail okay 
So it's another one of those. This is the main piece that's cosmetic, but the cos the, the cosmetics and the functionality meet kind of hand in hand. Okay. Originally, this rifle had this handguard on it. <clears throat> this handguard is no name special from I don't know where, <laughs> <laughs> but it's 12 inches mm -hmm. long. Okay. This handguard is 15. Okay. Cosmetically, I didn't want the 15 on that. The 12 inch on it. Oh, okay. Because I don't like the exposed barrel. Because the 12-inch would have come like right here. Okay. I don't like the exposed barrel. I want the barrel completely covered with the hand rail. Okay. That's why I went with this one. Mm -hmm. It suited me. Okay. You like it as well. Of course. Therefore, we got some of the taste. G, you throwing me off. I'm supposed to be starting back here. Okay? Stop it. I'm going to ask. Every time something come up, I'm going to ask. That's what that's what we're here for. Alright, so I'm gonna take the bolt carrier group and the charger handle out. We're gonna get back. We're gonna get back to that. Okay. Now, this portion here is called your upper. Okay. This whole thing is called your upper assembly okay take off the sides the uh the rail covers and your foregrip mm -hmm. this is called your upper assembly mm -hmm. all right so if you're looking online you'll see an upper mm -hmm. which is just this portion uh -huh. or you'll see upper assembly which is this whole thing yeah your upper this is an Anderson upper, like I said earlier. Okay. Same thing. I like to have that uniformity of the same manufacturer. Mm -hmm. Less problems to run into, yeah. you know, with fitment. Yeah. But for the most part, most of them are all, all interchangeable. Mm -hmm. You have your forward assist. What your forward assist does if you have a round that does not completely chamber, mm -hmm. you'll see you'll see your bolt carrier group look something like uh, you know I'm going without that. I want you to see what it's gonna look like without when it doesn't chamber all the way. Okay. Okay, that makes sense. Um, in certain of bolt carrier group, mm -hmm. this has to be out. Okay. okay. So, if your round doesn't chamber all the way, it's gonna look something like that. Mm -hmm. Anywhere from, this is what it chambered all the way. If it don't look like that, it ain't chambered all the way. Okay. You might see that much. You might with a chamber. If it's anywhere back here, it ain't chambered all the way. Okay. What this does, see these little notches on the bolt? Mm -hmm. Pull it back out. A little, a little like ridges. Yeah, the little ridges. 
this interacts with. Okay. So what you will do, you'll push that in until it's proper the bolt that that round is properly seated. Okay. Now, on my pistol, mm -hmm. I opted for the model without the four to six because I chose to use the original Ford Assist, mm -hmm. which is this little groove here. Yeah. Round didn't get chambered, push it in. Mm -hmm. It's on this too, right here. It kind of got like a brass look to it. Yeah, yeah, and there's some upgraded shit. Yeah, okay. Ooh. Ain't no woo, <laughs> shit cost <probably> money. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't no woo, there's more money. But, you know, we all like shiny things at yeah, some point. Yeah, of course. But that's what that's for, okay. for assist. Holds no other job other than that. Okay. This is called your trap door. It's got a bunch of different names. Mm -hmm. But when not in use, this covers up the bolt carrier from and, and the action area from getting dust in. Okay. Another name is dust cover. Okay. The minute you... I like trapdoor. <laughs> <laughs> you would like trapdoor. Alright. The minute you charge the weapon, mm -hmm. that's going to pop open like that. Okay. That's where the brass gets ejected from when you're firing. Oh, okay. So you have to manually close it. But the minute you charge it, okay. ready for action. Right, I'm going to take notice on that. Uh, a lot of people choose to upgrade this with words on it. Mm -hmm. They have upgraded models. All do the same thing. Yeah. Just pen, cosmetic. Yeah, all, a lot of it goes back to cosmetics, bro. And, and that's my thing. I don't want to get too lost in the cosmetics because I want that, a, a functioning rifle point blank period like there you go. i don't want no type of problems i don't want to get lost in all that because it ain't like i'm gonna be going to the mall and standing there with my customized gun and all right that. come on right. man like, are you kidding me you know what you have in front of you is a f uh a functional um oh, what's the word i'm looking for <laughs> Mind just went down, but you have a, a functional rifle. Okay. It's got some bells and whistles, but nothing outrageous. Mm -hmm. Which is my wheelhouse. All right. So going forward, we got the we got the upper outer. Oh, this is your shell deflector, mm -hmm. brass deflector. When you shoot, mm -hmm. round gets ejected. It ain't hitting me. Some right. It's gonna bounce off if the if the ejection pattern is off, mm -hmm. that round is lower charged or, or lower powered or in some cases higher power, it can have an effect on the trajectory of the ejection. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it sling around back. That's what this guy's here for. Okay. So that's your deflect. Something if you when you clean it one day after you shoot, mm -hmm. you may see like a little gold coloring on it. Mm. That's from the brass from the shells that it's, that hit. Okay. So, wipes right off. No biggie. But that's what that little shark fin is there for. Practical. 
That's the word I was looking for. Okay, okay. You have a functional, practical rifle here. Practical. I know how I forgot that word. <laughs> um, okay. These little legs, mm -hmm. these are where the takedown pins go through. Okay. They make the upper and the lower. Okay. So, whenever you breaking it down, check the legs, make sure nothing is broke. Mm -hmm. Make sure, you know, everything's in good working order. Okay. Just for shits and giggles. Those little grooves. Mm -hmm. I told you. Just leg, slide on you? Legs just sit right in there. Okay. Make sure that you see just like a seamless fit. Okay. Then close it up. Damn. Simple as that. Take it apart, push it in, push it in, come to the other side, pull it out, pull it out, you can go. Okay. And if you just want to, just say you just want to service your bolt carry group one time, mm. just pop out the back bolt. Okay. Pew. Wow. Okay. So, leaders running, pull your bolt out, pull your charging handle out. So, so that's almost like in a sense, an easy way for a person like such as myself to try to clean the gun in a way. For the most part, yeah, you can. Mm -hmm. um, if you're doing, like I said, doing it that, if you're cleaning it that way, it's be if you're going to clean it, it's best to just take it apart completely. Because okay. you're going to be twisting and turning. Yeah. Especially running stuff through the barrel. Yeah. But if you just want to service your bow carrier group, mm -hmm. or, man, there's not a lot that could happen. Um, just say you are you just want to swap out the, the buffer spring mm -hmm. and buffer. Pop it like that. Now, there's a, that's one part I forgot. There's a little, A little plug that goes in there mm -hmm. with the buffer. See that, that little guy right there? Yeah. That is under spring pressure as well. Mm -hmm. But it's not under so much. Mm -hmm. But what y'all, all you have to do, push it down. Mm -hmm. To get that out? Yeah. Might want to push back on that. Then it pushes down. A little bit of pressure, but it pushes in. Okay. And then... Okay. Okay. So, mm -hmm. it'll all make sense once you put your hands on it and be like, okay, okay. Mm -hmm. But I'm giving you the visuals so you know what's what. What's what. All right. Where are we? We went over the hand guard. Uh-huh. This is a stinger. It's actually a knockoff. Mm. It's a knockoff of the company that I said earlier, Fortis. Mm -hmm. A Fortis rail like this is going to run you about $300. Mm -hmm. I ain't paying $300 from a <laughs> hammer. Sorry, dog. Um, just not. My thing is, as long as it ain't a knockoff that's going to fuck up the performance, right. that's it all was, that matters. I, I could do that. But you know, I ain't want to buy this because this was a hundred. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, why? 
Why this a hundred dollars and I see stuff on eBay for thirty, forty dollars, that blah blah blah. Mm. Everybody in, in this industry you'll hear people, oh it's made by Chinese made, it's Japanese made and damn everything made in China. Yeah. Know? So some stuff you get what you pay for in this industry. I ain't gonna lie about that. Uh -huh. Some stuff you get what you pay for. Mm -hmm. But that's like a, a Jimenez or Jimenez. <laughs> oh, shitty ass gun. <laughs> yes. That you get what you pay for. You pay for a piece of crap, you're going to get a piece of crap. Mm -hmm. Now, let's get into the gas system. Mm -hmm. Okay. This is a carbine length gas system. You have. Your pistol length gas system, I'm going to point out the lengths according to, okay, you see this little little silver block here? Get look mm. through the rails. Okay. See that little silver block right yeah, there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's your gas tube. Mm -hmm. That runs all the way into there. Mm -hmm. You should see it down at the bottom. Mm -hmm. Better yet, put it right See that? Oh, okay. That's your gas tube. That gas tube links up in here, mm -hmm. right here in this little slot. Okay. That's what cycles the bolt carrier. Mm -hmm. Now, this is a carbine length gas system. Mm -hmm. You have pistol length gas system. Let's see if I can get you to the gas block. All right, you see that little piece of metal right there? Yeah, right in like, front of it? Yeah. Somebody right here? Yeah. Okay. That is the gas block. Mm -hmm. When you fire around, <clears throat> going out that way, behind it come all the gases. Mm -hmm. Gases come behind that, that round, and there's a little hole. Gases go up that hole, through, through that rod, mm -hmm. and hit that guy, forcing the cycle. Okay. Okay. So... That's basically how that works. There's a little hole on the barrel that matches up to the hole on that gas block. Okay. So, you have your pistol length, which will probably be about right there, where that gas block sits. Okay. It could be a little further back, but in that general area, mm -hmm. you have your carbine length, you have your mid length, then you have your rifle length. Okay. Now, with your rifle length, Mm -hmm. Your barrel has to be 18 inches at minimum, all the way out to 24. Mm -hmm. Your carbine length, I'm sorry, your mid length, 16 inches down to, I think, 12 and a half. But the lower, the shorter your barrel, you want to keep in, in, in a, on a line with your gas length. Okay. So rifle length, the twenty-four to eighteen inch. Okay. You're gonna feel a lot less recoil than you would on this gun. There's more surface area for that gas to travel through, so mm -hmm. it's not gonna be as violent. Okay. <clears throat> Your mid length, same thing. It's gonna be a little bit less recoil. Recoil. Mm -hmm. Your carbon length, a little bit more recoil. Mm -hmm. Even though it's a 16-inch barrel, you have them set in carbine and middling. 
Uh-huh. Why they have it that way? I'm not sure, but some people like the carbine length. Some people like the mid length. Your pistol length is for those barrels that are like nine inches, or ten, what ten and a half and below. But some of the ten and a halves can go carbine, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. But the shorter the barrel, the shorter your gas system is going to be. Okay. All right. This is a carbine length gas system. Functions functions flawlessly. Recoil is more than manageable. No problem. In the future, once you get deeper into it, you may want to swap it out to a mid-length gas mm-hmm. system. Okay. Make the recoil a little bit easier, you know, smoother. Just a little bit, like mm-hmm. I'm probably not even really noticeable, mm-hmm. but with the gas length, with the, the gas systems, mm-hmm. the shorter the gas system is generally the more pressure on your upper parts. Mm-hmm. So over time you'll swap out some of your upper parts mm-hmm. sooner than you would if it had a mid length. Now or, how much how much would that run me if I was to All depends on the barrel, bro. All depends on the barrel. Okay. Depends on the barrel, the manufacturer. I got that barrel for it was like hundred and fifty bucks. Oh, okay. So in the grand scheme of things, it's not bad mm-hmm. for something that you will probably never shoot out. You'll never get to the point to where that barrel is no good. Even if you did, you probably wouldn't be able to tell. Yeah. So I think this barrel has a little under a thousand rounds in it. Mm-hmm. Probably, probably like eight hundred rounds through. Mm-hmm. So it's well broken in. It's been treated very well. It's been oiled and cleaned religiously. Mm-hmm. So you Gucci as far as everything is concerned. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so we got gas block, got gas tube out the way. Uh, the muzzle device. Mm-hmm. This is your standard A2 flash hider. Mm-hmm. What its job is, is to mitigate the flash coming from that round. Okay. So, if you see a big fireball, mm-hmm. that's because that round was overpressured. Okay. But generally, you may see a small, small little flash. As opposed to this bastard here. <laughs> I got the A2 flash rider on it and it's still flame up. Whoop, mm. like, whoa. Nah, okay. But that's also a product of the length of the barrel. Okay. So due to the fact that this is longer than that one, it's more it's more time for that fire to destabilize it to just gas basically okay i don't know the the science behind it that's why i said it the way i said it somebody else might know how to better put it but longer the barrel the more gas the more it's going to be more gas than flame gotcha gotcha uh standard sights uh backup iron sights Mm -hmm. flip up press that in 
Flip down. Works both. The rear sight has two apertures. A larger aperture and a smaller aperture. Okay. Those apertures work with the post of the front sight. Mm -hmm. Look through there, see there. This one is for up close, larger aperture, up close. This one is for distance. Mm -hmm. so further out you're looking, get a better pinpoint on it. So let me ask you, um, yes. so if I'm inside, like say, like at the gun range we will go to or whatever, the on Pembroke or whatever, I wouldn't have to really necessarily flip that for the long distance, would I? No. Or unless if I wanted to. Okay. Unless if I wanted to test it out or something. With indoor ranges being most of them are generally twenty five yards, that's not considered long distance. That's but like if I was going to like say somewhere like Mark Mark apart, yeah. yeah. That's where you get the the use out of the small. And that's straight outdoor over there, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh hand guards customized are there for cosmetic reasons number one mm -hmm. and number two even though the gas is still trapped in this barrel mm -hmm. you can still feel it come out mm -hmm. and you can feel the heat on the barrel depending on how fast and how often you're shooting mm -hmm. handrails protect your hand keep your hand cool because this will heat up okay. another reason I like this hand guard allows more air through so a barrel can cool down quicker okay now with this being a thicker barrel it's not going to heat up as quick you have things called pencil barrels which are super thin they heat up real fast mm -hmm. but for this to, to heat up you gotta you gotta you gotta run it okay i'm talking run a run a couple mags through it like bam 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 before you even feel the heat that's without these on there. Mm. So, it would, the build of this was, had function in mind. Mm -hmm. Function first, cosmetic second. So, that's pretty much the breakdown of the upper and the lower. Okay. Any questions? Uh, um, let me ask you, um, now back to like the whole cleaning when it comes to cleaning the barrel or whatever would i have to get like one of those gun brushes so to speak and you look behind you sir there's a rod you need a rod similar to that mm -hmm. that is from i think i got that from walmart for like seven or eight bucks okay and you don't got to put no brush yeah, you got okay. to put a brush on there and it screws in up top. Okay. Um, one thing you want to do is get a, a cleaning kit mm -hmm. that is specifically for rifles. They have some for rifles and shotgun. They have some that cover all bases. Mm -hmm. So, you know, whatever you're willing to spend on a cleaning kit, mm -hmm. get that. They got pricey cleaning kits? They got pricey cleaning kits. Really? Yeah. So not the little average stuff like say I would have I could use from like Caltech or something like that that wouldn't be good for um, the AR. It won't fit. 
Oh, this man. barrel is. Well, obviously, the, I know the, I need a the, long. Well, the, the the inner diameter of the barrel mm -hmm. is smaller than your pistol. Remember, yeah. you're dealing with a twenty-two versus nine. Yeah. So smaller, smaller hole. Of course. So your cleaning kit is going to have to state that it's for a twenty-two caliber. Mm -hmm. Okay. But like I said, they have kits that cover multi-platforms. Mm -hmm. That'd probably be the best thing to get, you know. Mm -hmm. So if you acquire anything else in the future, you got that cover. You ain't got to worry about that. Yeah. At least for the time being. So price range is what you think? <sighs> Just be prepared to spend about twenty-five oh, on the clean kit. I mean, it, I it's it's nothing bad, crazy, but, but I, I get some, what you're saying. Yeah, there are some that like I ain't spending no hundred dollars on a cleaning kit, mm -hmm. but. You know, is I think the one I'm thinking of is called the Otis O T I S. Mm -hmm. Like, reach, like, what? like, ah, reach, ah. like Mr. Reaching Around. Alright, <laughs> uh, so um, but uh, I I got I got to get me a cleanse kit. Listen, yeah. at at this point in in the junction, either Walmart or Amazon, okay, or eBay. That's yeah, um, uh, um, what's this? Hoppies, H O P P E S. Okay. I'll show you. The Hoppies cleaning kit, gotta get you started perfectly. You ain't gotta go crazy. Um, we're gonna take a break. Yes, sir. And we're gonna get right back because we gotta get to this boat carrier group and charging handle. Mm hmm. So, stay tuned. Gun Show Lounge Podcast. Gun Show Lounge Podcast. Keeping it Keeping G, it G podcast. podcast. Free game today, baby. Yes, sir. We back. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Keeping it G Podcast. The Gun Show Lounge Podcast. We back. And we about to round off talking about G Money's new AR. 15. So, we've gone over the lower. Mm -hmm. Do you have any questions, sir? Nah, I'm just trying to move on to the next part. All right, we've gone over the upper. Mm -hmm. Any questions, sir? Everything clear cut for the moment. Hold on, before we yes. go further on, as far as the gas chambers and whatnot, uh -huh. right, is that pricey to get that changed? When you change the gas, unless you're gonna keep the uh, the carbon length. Uh huh. If you're going to just change the gas tube and the gas block, mm. probably be about the prices range anywhere mm. because they have they have phosphate mm -hmm. texture gas blocks. Mm -hmm. They have um, uh, nitride uh -huh. uh, surface gas blocks, which kind of look more like this. Okay. And the manufacturer, whoever did it. The, the price varies, but you're gonna be looking anywhere from twenty-five to fifty bucks, depending okay. on the manufacturer. Okay, and if you go with a mid-length gas block, mm -hmm. you have to change your barrel out. Okay, and there are places where if you buy the barrel, they have the gas block already attached. A little bit more, but. You know, it's it's cheaper than buying the barrel, the gas block, and the gas tube separately. Okay. So, 
and a, the gas tube also if you go to a mid-length you have to get a mid uh, mid-length gas tube mm. the gas block will always pretty much be the same but you need if you go mid-length remember the mid-length is going to be up here mm -hmm. the gas <clears> tube <throat> has a stretch from here all the way in there so the tube is going to be longer and your gas port on the barrel is going to be further up but your glass block won't need to change okay now there mm -hmm. is with the uh with the barrel if you change the barrel okay there are generally um two numbers that signify the diameter of the the hole for the gas block it's 0.625 and 0.750 so what you'll have to do is make sure your gas block diameter fits that barrel diameter okay. so if you get a, a, a 750 diameter barrel your gas block has to be a 750 diameter as well okay but like this one i don't know the diameter of these so mm -hmm. if i change anything out i have to change out the whole thing that's the the drawback Mm -hmm. But at that time, I wasn't knowledgeable about those little intricacies, which I'm knowledgeable about now. Okay. So you could do that with no issue? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, man, anytime I got an issue with it, or if I'm a little apprehensive on doing something. You know how to get in touch with me, dog. But of course, but of course. Any other questions, sir? Nah, that rounds that part off. All right. So, um... Again, your barrel, as, as far as parts where you're going to want to put your money mm -hmm. for reliability, your barrel, mm -hmm. your bolt carrier group, and your trigger. Okay. You don't have to spend a lot of money on a trigger. Mm -hmm. You can get a, what's called an upgraded mill spec trigger. All it is is basically this trigger and it's been polished. Okay. So the contact surfaces are a little smoother than mm -hmm. what they are mm -hmm. right now. Um, and you can see if you get in tight right here. Is where the top of the trigger, mm -hmm. well, the back of the trigger, connects with the sear. Okay. Okay. And let's get that action for you real quick. See how they they connect? Mm-hmm. I don't know if you can see it. Yeah. But they connect. That's what holds the trigger. It look like it's lubed up a little bit. Yeah. Like, I, 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 okay. Okay. I ordered up a little bit for yeah. you. But you was like, basically like, saying like, okay, so basically don't this <clears throat> like. Pretty much don't necessarily need oiling. No. Okay. But that's so if you get an updated, uh, uh, upgraded version. Uh huh. This is gonna look like how that how that wear mark is. Yeah. That's what it's gonna look. It's gonna have a silver sheen to it. Okay. And your springs on the inside will be different, possibly. Okay. But remember, the springs affect the weight that it takes to pull the trigger. So you don't want to get something too light 
because you don't want to actually have a negligent discharge. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? At least while you're still getting the understanding and the flow of the rifle, you don't want something too light. Okay. I had a negligent discharge at the range. Really? <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. And I, I can't really call it a negligent discharge, but it was an unexpected shot. Okay. I was in the process of putting the safe on, but pulled the trigger. Ooh. Thank God everything was pointed down range and everything. Mm. But. And uh, it fired off a round? It fired off a round. Ooh. But everything was, was copacetic. But that just made me pay more attention to my trigger finger. Mm. Okay. Uh, How long ago was that? This was when I first got it. Oh, okay. Like my first, my within my first 20 shots. Okay. That happened. I was like, oh, oh. Okay. Oh. It didn't cause no issue over there. Right? Nah. Oh, okay. just scared the shit out of me. Uh-huh. Don't go like a holler. Yeah. Shit, I'd be scared too. <laughs> shit. Fuck that. Alright, so let's get into this bolt carrier group. Let's talk about charging handle first. Because mm-hmm. without this, don't nothing work. <laughs> okay. This is You put a little lube on that as well, right? Yeah. I always keep it lube. Mm-hmm. AR-15s are meant to, they run optimal when they're wet, okay. so, they, so to speak. That's why I use grease, because it doesn't burn off, and mm-hmm. you know I don't shoot it frequently, mm-hmm. and it allows the metal to stay treated and stay, have some kind of lubricity in between shootings. But this is a cheap part, but it's important. As well. Otherwise, this ain't working. Your gun is shut down. Okay. Because this is what you use to charge the gun. If if it were a handgun we were talking about, this would basically be your slide. Okay. Without your slide, you can't charge charge the weapon. You can't feed the round into it. Um, I got a upgraded version. Mm -hmm. Mine mine got wings. Mm So I can pull it from the left or right. You can only pull this from the left. Okay. Purely cosmetic. They sell these for upwards of a hundred dollars. Yeah. I didn't even pay upwards of a hundred dollars. I definitely <laughs> pay for it. There's nothing wrong with this. Mm-hmm. Learn to use it until you get tired of it and you get to the point to where the cosmetics start to matter. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, I just every after every usage, I clean it off because it doesn't generally get dirty. Mm-hmm. But I clean it off, add another f- small coat mm-hmm. to it. Okay. Yeah. This little hole right here, mm-hmm. the gas tube that goes in through here, feeds through there, yeah. and feeds through there. That keeps everything stable. Yeah. All right. And that, and that's definitely a habit I got to develop too, like whether um. After every time I shoot it, or even mm-hmm. once in a while, even if I don't shoot it, I gotta at least go in there and tighten it up a little bit, get a little clean, you know, or I guess oil, so to speak, you know. I'm gonna give you a cheat code for that, mm-hmm. cause right now I, I kind of got an idea how much you're gonna shoot it. Mm-hmm. Worry about this. Okay. The barrel 
you don't necessarily have to clean it every time out, mm. but just don't let it go too long. Yeah. Um, at, at the very least, run a lightly oil patch through it. Mm. But this right here, you want to keep this clean. Okay. And moved. And this grease here. Standard uh, high temperature wheel bearing grease you can pick up from AutoZone, of course. Advanced, Walmart, red, blue, whatever color it is. I've had that for going on three years now. Just that one can? Just this one can. Going on three years now. Mm. And I've cleaned God knows how many guns and re-lubed and re-lubed and re-lubed. You do it with gloves on? I should, but you I'm know, just, the, I'm just hella hands on. I'm just hella hands on. I, I, I like I like my dexterity. Okay. But um, depending on how dirty it is, I'll throw some gloves on. If it's nothing major, just do it hand hand. Make sure I wash my hands real good. Yeah. Um, with some cold cold water, because mm -hmm. you're dealing with lead after you shoot. So cold water, so your pores don't open up and it seeps in your pores. And uh, some good soap and like legit two minute wash to get that stuff off you. Okay. Um. All right, bulk carry group. Yeah. All this is called your bulk carry group. Mm -hmm. Within this, you have one, two, three, four, five parts. Mm -hmm that work in conjunction. I may well technically six. Yeah, six parts. Uh, minor little shot right now, I may forget the name, mm -hmm. but if, once it comes back, I'll get back to it. Okay. But take this apart real quick. Um, before I take it apart, mm -hmm. you know what, take it, well, yeah, before I take it apart. There's a significance to this little piece right here, it's way at the front. This particular bolt assembly can work in fully automatic rifles okay. because of the length of this. There are some where just this bottom portion is short, like basically half of this. Mm -hmm. And that was designed specifically for semi-automatic rifles. Okay. But it doesn't make it automatic, but it can work. And there's really no functional difference that it provides. Mm -hmm. It's more uniform to me, but that's the, if you ever see one and like half of this is short, like what the hell is that? That's the difference. That particular uh, bolt mm -hmm. assembly, well, the, the carrier is built for semi-automatics only. Okay. This one is built for full automatic and semi. All right. Now let's take this John apart. Well, before we take it apart, we go to another. This is your gas key. Mm -hmm. All right. Remember I told you the gas tube? Yeah. It goes, goes in, in there. Goes in there, then goes into there. This fits. When you're putting it together, this is going to fit upside down like that. 
Okay. Otherwise, it's gonna be right side up. Like that's how we, yeah, we want to look at it, which yeah. is odd. But <clears throat> your gas key. See those little screws. Mm -hmm. If you ever have to get a new bolt carrier group, you want your gas key to look like that. Those are fastened in properly. I forget the actual term that they use on um, staked. Mm -hmm. It's called staking. They screw them, they, they screw the screws in tight, and then they pinch the metal around it okay. so the screws don't walk. This portion right here is under the most pressure. Okay. So that's your gas key. You always want to get like a Q-tip or something. Mm -hmm. Stick it in there. Just get some dirt out. Because it's always going to get dirty. Yeah. Always going to get dirty. Trust me, I sat there. I went through six of these with this. Damn. And it's just, that's just the nature of the beast. But okay. that's it. Because it's going to blow out. You know, loosen up over time. Whatever. So, to get this thing apart, you have a cotter pin. Mm-hmm. Use a finger or you know a knife or something. Some way you can get in there. Just yeah, get in there, pull it out. Use this. I'm. I generally get it out. Okay, got it out. That's why I keep my little cocaine nail. The whole so time. I can pull it. <laughs> the cotter pin. The cotter pin holds your firing pin into place. Mm -hmm. Damn the intricacies of this, man. I think it's called a gas block pin. Mm -hmm. Oh, your, your bolt pin. I'm sorry, gas block pin. Your bolt pin. Mm -hmm. And that holds your bolt in place. Bolt carrier. Mm -hmm. Bolt. Bolt carrier group. So you hear bolt carrier group or BCG, mm -hmm. they're talking about the whole assembly. You hear bolt, mm -hmm. they're speaking just about this. And then the bolt carrier. The boat carrier. Mm -hmm. People will get confused. They'll be like, oh, I need a new boat carrier. Do you need a new boat carrier group mm -hmm. or you need a new boat carrier? Yeah. And a lot of times it's more so just the, the boat. boat. Right. Because it's hard for that to get damaged or get worn over time. If anything wears on this, it's going to be the gasket. That's the first thing that's going to wear mm -hmm. on, on the boat carrier. This is a guy that you'll run into more problems with than anything. So, I don't mean because you're mm -hmm. so on the um, boat carrier. Mm -hmm. You said um gas kit is one of the first things to get messed up. Right. So can yeah. that be replaced on the boat carrier? Yes, it can. Okay. You can buy the the, the parts mm -hmm. uh, separate. Not a problem. Okay. So. <laughs> It is greasy and oily, so okay, it's all good. Uh, when you're cleaning this, mm -hmm. when you're cleaning this, mm -hmm. you want to, of course, hit the gas key with mm -hmm. a clean. You want to get a a rag or some patches mm -hmm. and some uh, solvent 
mm-hmm. and get all around in here. Mm-hmm. So all in there is going to be fouling mm-hmm. or carbon or okay. burnt gunpowder. All right, so it's going to be caked up? Depending on how much you shoot, yeah, but that's where you're going to see it. Okay. This area, because this is what's coming in direct contact with the, the round. Okay. Now, with this coming to play with it, that comes into play with the barrel. Okay. So I could use that for that. You could. Um, the kit that you're probably gonna get, which I'll show you, the best one to get, is gonna have attachments. Okay. So you can just use a, a smaller one, but you'll you'll figure your own system out with that. Mm-hmm. But you wanna spend time on this. You know, you want to make sure it's good and wet with solvent. You want to get it as clean as possible. You know, get some Q-tips. Go to the dollar store, get a bag of Q-tips. I got my bag in there. Yeah. And put on some music and, and fiddle around with it, bro. Because mm. you're going to have to get all... You're going to have to get all in, in there. Because mm-hmm. that carbon will live all around there. When I told you I spent all that time cleaning it up for yeah. you. I was literally up. I was trying to make sure you got it in perfect condition as possible. Yeah, but it was it wasn't it wasn't like it wasn't no it wasn't bad. I, oh, but I don't just, let it get bad. Okay. I just don't. I didn't want to give you something that I know I had not put a hundred percent cleaning into, okay. which I greatly appreciate, of course. You're welcome, sir. I, that's just not something I believe in. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you want to get all in these little grooves here. Cause I cleaned a friend of mine's. It's cold. Mm-hmm. And he had let it sit so long after shooting that I had to kind of beat this pin out. The mm-hmm. pin would not move. The carbon was caked up around it so bad. I had to take the bolt. I went through basically a whole tube of solvent and I had to sit the bolt in there and let it soak to loosen up that carbon build up yeah don't let it get like that because nah, <laughs> cleaning is going to be a bitch i ain't gonna def- lie to you definitely don't want to it's gonna be a bitch cleaning is gonna be a bitch but you stay on it you'll be fine yeah um as far as cleaning that that's it when you're lubing it up you want to pay attention to the rails you'll see you'll know what parts to lube because you'll see the discoloration. Mm-hmm. That's where the metal is meeting the metal. So what I do, I grease all of this bottom up, mm-hmm. inside there, inside there. I don't put a lot, but I put enough on there so I know, okay, it's lube. You can see a good sheen to it. I get all the rails, both sides. Now when you're greasing these little corners or these little ridges and whatnot, are you using a rag to wipe the grease in or you just massaging it in with old fingers okay old school old school finger on there and then i don't want it to the point where it's going to clump up mm-hmm. i put a little extra on here because i know it's going to be a while probably before you use it yeah but i don't i don't want it to the point it's going to clump up mm-hmm. if you take a rag if you get ready to use it you just take a rag and you just do a slight quick wipe perfect Mm-hmm. That's just get all the excess, excess off. Now, dumb, I went heavy on. Now, dumb question. I get like say like them blue rags at the job. Mm-hmm. 
And I use it though wipe. I don't want to wipe off the grease, you know. So yeah, of course. <laughs> now, is it are those perfect for keeping the grease on? I would actually use them to wipe off the grease. Okay. I after I shoot, I use them to wipe everything off. So and then I come back with my finger and oh, okay, okay. All right. applying. I use that taking it off. I use whatever I got. I so, get all that shit so essentially wiping the residues and all that gunpowder and everything off mm-hmm. and then come back and slap it with some grease or whatever. Okay. And of mm-hmm. course if I feel like I got too much of an excess on the just, then you know. Okay, just you. that simple dog. Gotcha. gotcha. The way I do it, I like to see a little bit of excess. Mm-hmm. Just because of the way the the frequency I shoot. Mm-hmm. But I don't leave it on clumped up where it's like, damn, dog, that's way too much. Mm-hmm. You can see it. Like somebody who's been doing it for years will probably tell me, you're over-greasing that, that bolt. Yeah. At this point, I don't care because I know I don't use it on a consistent, consistent basis. Yeah. So when it starts running, mm-hmm. I put a little bit extra, and that little bit extra also lubricates the inside channel here. Okay. So when it's sliding on the inside of the upper, that's still gonna be smooth as butter too. Okay. So it's you'll 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 figure out what's too much and what's you know mm-hmm. once you get into it. Now again, firing pin, mm-hmm. firing pin generally no oil. Mm-hmm. What I do after I'm done lubing that up, I just just a small little just whatever whatever's on my finger I just yeah. I wipe it down first and then whoop and that's that take a little bit run around the bolt pin nothing excess that way whatever it traps it doesn't bond itself to the bolt pin because mm-hmm. the bolt pin is going to see wear regardless but I don't want that carbon trapped onto it so typically every time you shoot, no matter what the firearm is, even with um say with the AR, once you get home or wherever you choose to um clean it up, you break the whole thing down and clean the whole thing? Yeah, that's okay. typically what I do. Okay. Um a couple times I didn't want to do the whole gun, mm-hmm. so I just did the boat carrier. Mm-hmm. And that was fine. But I didn't shoot a lot so I wasn't too worried about the barrel. Okay. But before I went and shot again, that barrel was spotless, or at least shiny to my to my vision. Okay. Now, with the bolt, you have the firing pin goes through this channel right mm-hmm. and if you can see at the tip, you see the tip of the mm-hmm. firing pin. Yeah. Okay. So that's how it fits in here. So I got it backwards, but the firing pin goes through that channel. These are these little silver rings. These are gas rings. They're there to keep things stable. Okay. Over time, you may need to replace them, but there are parts you can buy separately. Mm -hmm. Put them on. No big deal. Those are universal parts? Yes. They also have some new crap they came out with is like one part 
and um, I've been reading up on it. And or his best, but his best I get Anderson. No, no. Be, as as far as that, yeah, they're universal. Okay. So the the name, a lot of these like the lower the lower parts kit, the trigger and stuff. A lot of these companies put their name on it so they can charge more. Those parts don't have any specific manufacturer. Okay. So they're generally all the same. Unless you get some jazz, you know what I'm saying? Like okay. The color ones, but they're they're generally all the same. So with the gas ring and stuff like that, it's all the same. The the cotter pin, you could probably go to AutoZone and get another cotter pin. Mm-hmm. You know. Fire pin, you got a you know, dedicated site. The the bolt pin, same thing, dedicated site, but they don't have a specific manufacturer or anything. Okay. Now on the bolt itself, you got the gas rings, of course. Um, this little area here, that's where you're gonna see the most of your carbon buildup after you shoot. It's gonna sit on there crusty and crunchy <laughs> mm-hmm. and he, you'll be able to run your hand across it and feel it be like oh that's where it's all at mm-hmm. okay so when you're cleaning you want to focus on getting that area as smooth as possible and you can see how much wear goes it goes through because you know you see the silver parts mm-hmm. now on the boat also you have the extractor which is what pulls the empty shell casing out. That's this guy here. You can tell because it's the only one of these teeth mm-hmm. that don't match up. Now you can take it out. There's a little pin, little pins right there. Mm. What I do, I take the firing pin, and push it through. Oh, it's like breaking down and breaking down and breaking down the gun. This rubber O-ring mm-hmm. will eventually have to be replaced. This one's fine, but eventually, over time, it's going to have to be replaced. Okay. You know, depending on the amount of usage. Mm-hmm. But that's going to have to be replaced. Not a big deal. Sits on a spring. You're cleaning it, don't lose that spring. <laughs> and the O-ring slides right on top of it. Alright. Um, with this, a lot of people go get these uh, specific nylon brushes and crap. Go to the dollar store get get a toothbrush. <laughs> get get a, those at the house. Get a, a medium bristle toothbrush. Something with a little bit of rigidity. I tried the soft, the soft don't really work. Okay. Get a toothbrush. Hit that. Hit that on the inside. It, on the inside of here, it doesn't gum up at all. I just like to take it out every now and then to clean it to inspect that oh, that rubber O-ring. Make okay. sure everything's good. You don't clean the O-ring itself, do you? You can. Just wipe it down. Okay. Wipe it down. I'll be it down. When you're putting it back on, you got to put pressure on that O-ring. And you'll know the pin will pretty much slide right back in place. Is it like a click? Uh, 
No, no, no click. But you, you, what you want it to be kind of flush on both sides, so you uh -huh. don't feel it. Okay. Um, you'll see that MPI. Mm -hmm. The MPI it means magnetic particle inspection. What that is is, um, I forget what they do. They fire it. And then they put it under, they, they somehow they um, magnetically charge it, and they check and see through the, the magnetizing process if there are any cracks or breaks mm -hmm. in the bolt itself. Okay. If there are, the bolt's no good. Otherwise, it, like if you're buying a new bolt, you want to see MPI or HPT. If you can see MPI and HPT, the HPT is high pressure test. Mm -hmm. High pressure test means that they shot around that's way over pressure with this batch of bolts to see if it still functions. Mm -hmm. Most companies don't advertise that they do it anymore. Mm -hmm. um, I know one does, and that's BCM, but the, the magnetic particle inspection generally covers everything. So you want to see that if you buy another bolt. Okay. If you, even if it's not marked on the bolt, you want to read the listing, you know, of the bolt to see parts and whatnot. You want to see that it's magnetically particle inspected. Otherwise, don't fuck with it. Okay. All right. Now with these these holes on the bolt, these holes fit the bolt pin. Mm -hmm. Now putting it back in. The holes are different sizes, so the bolt pin doesn't go too far in. Mm -hmm. But you want to line the hole on the bolt up with this little hole here. Mm -hmm. Just get that hole lined up, and if you get it the wrong, you put the wrong hole up. Mm -hmm. You just turn it. Okay. Oh yeah, wow. No big deal. But get that hole lined up. Put the bolt pin in. Come back, and this one always, I don't know why, but I always get this misconstrued. So, you want to turn the, your bolt pin sideways. Okay. So the firing pin feeds through. Okay. That's in. Your cotter pin goes in this little hole here. Uh huh. And that basically kind of locks the, the firing pin in. Okay. Now you want your your cotter pin to go all the way in. Sometimes you gotta fight with it. Okay. That's how you want it to look. Okay. That's how you want your bolt carrier to look when you're done. This shit is just crazy. <clears throat> Alright, so you ready to you got your bolt clean. Everything's lubed up, ready to go, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, go run back to the barrel real quick. Okay. So you're cleaning the barrel, right? Mm -hmm. 
you want to run you want to run um, all this stuff should come in your cleaning kit I got some extra stuff I'll put you on to This is what's called a bone tool. That look like something that could go towards being on this. The way it look. That's probably one of my best friends. Mm. <laughs> Made cleaning quite easy, actually. functions I know for it that I use it for. This little swirly part. Mm -hmm. Scrapes all the carbon off. Oh, that, that high carbon area yeah. I was telling you about. Now, with that um high carbon area, mm -hmm. um, I know you say you could just take your finger and, like, even just taking your finger on the twister, it won't Depends on how caked on it is. Okay. So you but want when it's real to, caked up, that's perfect, right? Yeah. Okay. I use it. I use it all the time. I definitely gotta get one of caked those. Caked up or not? Um, eBay for like twelve dollars. Okay. And this other end goes into the bowl hole, and you turn, and that gets all the carbon that's in the uh, fire pan channel. Loses yeah. all that up. You keep a separate bag for all your cleaning stuff, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, you mean separate gun bag? Well, well, separate. All my well, cleaning stuff—it's it, all in that bag. Okay. I just—I don't have the um, the the plastic thing that all the cleaning stuff came in. I downsized all that, put it all in one separate okay. bag. Now, going to the barrel. Let me put this bolt back together real quick. Questions on? Mm -hmm. Nah. Okay. Um, you will, you know, if you, you do your own research, some of the stuff you'll see. People say, "Oh, don't, don't use grease. Don't use blah blah blah." Don't <laughs> yeah. And whatever. in some cases, for good reason. People who live north of us, where it gets cold, yeah. this will gum up. Can't use it. Okay, which is understandable. Right. So that's like somebody in Wisconsin will be telling me something different. Right. Mm -hmm. Or they just may use it for the summer months. But then going forward, they're going to use some kind of gun oil or they'll use like a mobile one zero weight oil. Okay. You know, keep it thin so it don't gum up on them. A lot of people, like when I first started using the grease, mm -hmm. People was like, okay, well, 
you don't have to grease all that and all that and all that and all that. I was like the hell with it because the grease gonna get used not only on the boat but inside the upper. It's gonna keep the upper lubricated as well. Yeah. I got no problem with that. I haven't run into a problem with that. I'm gonna keep rocking. So, you know, personal preference for some stuff. I found my preference. And it makes sense due to the fact that with you being the previous owner and now me being becoming the new owner of this file, um, I would much rather try to at least as close to emulate what, what you do, do. Mm-hmm. and I try to do the same thing, you know. Right. So, I mean, I do the same with this. Mm-hmm. That look nice. A lot right. of people make stuff complicated, bro. Mm-hmm. And I tell you all the time, it's not as complicated as it looks. Because I yeah. thought it was, I used to think, oh, like, oh man, get around here and tear something up. Hey, dog, it ain't. It really ain't. <laughs> yeah. if, it, if it was hard, it wouldn't be so easy to build on your own. Mm-hmm. It, it's just not hard. It, it's uh, how I look at it, it's like a lifestyle. Like, it's, it's something you, like, like me somewhat being new to it, it's like, I'm so, I guess, not, I'm not, I don't want to say jittery, but I want to make sure. You don't tear nothing up. Exactly. Right. That, that, that's, that's my biggest thing, you know, and mm-hmm. whereas, you know, you like. I it, jumped like, in, bro. Yeah. Because I, I was like you, don't, don't get it twisted. Mm-hmm. I was like you, I. I didn't want to break nothing because I was like, I don't know how to fix nothing. I ain't trying to throw no more money at this thing. But I just kept doing my research, kept doing my research. You know, I get tired of it and I go back to it. Like, okay. All right, cool, cool. I'd imagine a lot of YouTube as well. Oh, man. YouTube is your best, 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 bestest friend. Yeah. So you want to take what's called a mop. Mm-hmm. Soak it in the solvent. Mm-hmm. Just run the mop, run the mop down the board. What that's gonna do is gonna loosen up what any. It's gonna take, take any up. loose. It's gonna take all that loose carbon, mm-hmm. and it's going to lubricate those grooves in the barrel okay. that's got carbon in it. Run that through two or three times. Just whoop, one, whoop, two, whoop, three. And that's pretty much good for that? No. No? No. Let it sit for a moment while you change out your heads. Mm-hmm. But you want it to be good and kind of juicy. Okay. Then, You want to go to your brass brush. Right Put my dry brush. I need to get another one. No, brass. <laughs> like literally brass. Mm. I need to get another one. It's a smaller version of that. Okay. okay. That one goes to uh, my 45. Now remember, you do. Like a wire brush? Yeah. But you want to deal with brass. I'm gonna deal with brass. If it ain't brass, you don't do it. You don't really want to mess with it. Brass or cloth, you don't want to mess with it. So, with the barrel soaking 
From the mop. Mm. Soaking in the um, solvent. In the solvent, yeah. Take the brass brush. It's not gonna hurt it because it's I left the lube up pretty good. Okay. But you want to twist it and turn. Oh, so you put lube on the um, brass brush. Mm -mm. No. You know what I'm saying? You hear the the brush going through the barrel. Right? Yeah. I'll just let you know it's not gonna mess nothing up because I oiled the barrel. Yeah. Okay. Inside the barrel, so. But you wanna go in it with a slow twisting motion. No. That way it goes with the rifling. Uh, as far as moving the inside of the barrel, this. No. Or if he so it had to be the actual you drop oil. Like the oil, yeah. Okay, just make okay. Just wanted to make sure. And you don't want to use a lot, so mm -hmm. run that through a couple times. Mm -hmm. That breaks up all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Then go back to your mop, and once your mop attracts all that crap, then you can go to your little needle head. It's one smaller than this. I don't know where it's at. But go back, go through your needle head. Then with this, you put on one of the patches. This isn't gonna fit, but it's the same process. Yeah. Uh, let me see where my patches at. Get your patch. Man, these patches too big. Even the, the patches have to be small for this barrel too. Mm -hmm. These are my nine millimeter patches, but I'll show you. Put the patch through. Like that. I get what you're saying. You run it, run it through. Mm -hmm. You're gonna probably go through Five or six of these. Uh-huh. In one session? Yeah. Now, that's collecting basically from all of the... I know that it's collecting the carbon, but that's collected from first with the mop, then with the brass, mm -hmm. and then pass the mop again, mm -hmm. and then the patch. Then the patch. Okay. Now, after all that, should I drop some oil in there? After that, what you're looking for, you're looking for these patches to come out as clean as possible. Oh, okay. So that's like the white test. Like how right. Raymond used to do us at the job. And all right, that. right. So when your last patch comes out clean, mm -hmm. then you get your oil. Mm -hmm. Put it on another patch. Choo -choo. Probably about three or four drops mm -hmm. on a patch. <clears throat> right back in there. Run it, run it right back through. Come back with it. You're done. So I ain't got to twist it. You ain't got to do all that, no. Perfect. Okay. And that's the way yeah. to properly lube the inside of the barrel. Yes. Okay. You don't want to over lube it, but depending on how you shoot it. A lot of this stuff depends on how often you shoot. Mm. If you, like me, you don't shoot a lot, mm. you can stand to put a little bit extra oil on there. Yeah. But if you run it out and you're shooting... 500 rounds every day, and no need for you to order. Nah, yeah. Then that'll be hella maintenance on the gun. Yeah. I'm definitely trying to at least get it in at least once a month. That's at least, you know, two times if I'm, you know, whatever. But, I'm, I'm 
So you hit the bulk care group, you hit the cleaning. Um, another thing you can invest in mm -hmm. is called a boar snake. Okay. And what's that? It's basically this with the the brass brush on it. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Here's the thing about the boar snake. The benefit to the boar snake, just say you run out and you and you run through a hundred rounds. Mm -hmm. Boar snake is fine. Mm -hmm. You do some major shooting, boar snake ain't gonna be that good. And in, in, in my experience, uh -huh. boar snake ain't gonna really be that good because you got a lot of fouling you gotta clean up in that barrel. Mm -hmm. So you wanna run that mop through there, wanna run that, that that wire brush through there, mm -hmm. run that mop through there again, cause stuff sits in there. So that'll be some way heavier maintenance. Yeah, that'd be more, yeah, deeper cleaning. Like you, you just out and you just wanna shoot like 20 rounds, do it, you know, just stop, bam, 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 snake. Put a little bit on, you'll feel the wire, uh, the brass on the, in the brush. Mm -hmm. Put a little bit of solvent on the front, and just in front of the um, the brass. Run it through. Okay. Run it through like three times. Then on your fourth, put a little bit of oil behind the brush. Because that solvent has done been dried up on the front. What would I be able to purchase that solvent? I can get that Walmart as well. It's gonna it's just it's gonna come in the pack. Oh, okay. The the cleaning kit. Oh, okay, okay. So, Angle, is it gonna can be? go to Walmart, but all Walmart. The Walmarts in Broward County really got funky with their gun stuff mm -hmm. to the point they don't even really carry cleaning stuff no more. So, gun, gun store, gun show. Amazon, mm -hmm. eBay. Okay. <laughs> Certain stuff, bro, just Amazon and eBay. But you want to know what you need. You don't want to get a bunch of stuff you don't need unnecessarily. Okay. So, it's not much to it. Like I said, once you, once you start putting your hands on it, and you get comfortable, and then you like, oh, okay. Then you're gonna be like, all right, ain't nothing to this, you know. But this guy here, your boat, boat care. Mm -hmm. This is the other spot you gonna spend some money on. Okay. I don't want to give you a, a roundabout of what you should spend on one, mm -hmm. but things you want to look for. Mm -hmm. You want to look for that MPI okay. or HPT. It's cool if you get the full, the full Tang for the uh, full, full um, auto, no. but it's not going to hurt if you don't. Um, you want to get. If you can, you want to get one that's not phosphate. Mm -hmm. You want to get something like this, yeah, or nickel boron, which is silver, or uh, black nitride, which is that smooth mm -hmm. black. Yeah, nothing wrong with the phosphate at all. Mm -hmm. Nothing wrong with it at all. It just takes a little bit more effort clean. Let me see that. One Nothing wrong at all with the phosphate. It just takes a little more effort and cleaning. That's all. This is an Anderson as well. Yes. 
I have no problem with Anderson. Mm-hmm. People, what happened where Anderson got the the bad? I can't even say they got a bad name. Mm-hmm. Where people got hobsnobby with it. Right after the um, uh, what was that shooting up in um Sandy Hook? Yeah. After every shooting, there's always a a rush out to get stuff. Uh huh. And. Right after the Sandy Hook shooting, people were worried that, oh, they're going to ban ARs and blah, blah, blah. So, with Anderson being one of the, the major manufacturers, they were pushing stuff out to meet, to try to meet the demand. And some of the the specs on the lowers, because nobody, nobody ever said they got a problem with the Anderson upper. I always had a problem with the lower. And some of the problems that they were having with the lowers were quality control. Okay. That's generally what you pay for with AR-15. You pay for quality control. And some of the holes were out of spec. You know, um, that's basically all it was. Like some of the grip holes were out of spec. And people blow stuff way out of proportion. Mm -hmm. Send it back, get you another one. But people rather go on the internet and then talk bad and blah 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 blah. But you know you got dang defenses that get jacked up. You got BCMs that get jacked mm-hmm. up, and these are other what, echelons. What about um, Palmetto State Armory? Palmetto State and Anderson are on the same plane. Yeah, okay. And again, a lot of Palmetto State Armory. You got people say Palmetto State jump, mm-hmm. but. A lot of people don't realize Palmetto State has like different tiers of stuff that they have. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, if you get the, people say, oh, I got this and it was crap. Did you get the, what do they call it, um, the Premier line or something like that? Like, no, like, okay, well. Caltech me, armor like ri- rifles. Okay, I feel a dip or it's caught. Okay. okay, now push it back in. Don't lift it up, just push oh, it up. Oh. Let me see where you at. Hold on. Okay. okay. See how easy that is? Okay. Should look like that. There you go. Okay. Okay. Now pull it halfway out. Okay, pull it out some more. We're going to take it all the way out. Take it out. Keep going. Keep going. Pull it back to you. Wait, hold on. Ah, oh, jeez. Push it back in. Okay. Because this is one thing you're going to run. This is one of the issues you're going to run into. Okay. Getting that back in and out. Okay. I, I want to make sure it's on point when I do it. That's why I'm observing. Now, you will see those little cutouts mm-hmm. on, the, on the side rails. Okay. Like those little half moons. Mm-hmm. 
Those half moons are for those ridges. Okay. So when you're putting it back in, mm-hmm. you feel for that ridge, and when okay. it drops down in there, you know that's seated properly. Okay. So put it in through here. Okay. And then come down. Hold on. Pull it up. Pull it up. It's, it's going when it go when it drops in, it's going to be out like. Okay. Thing. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Now push it in. Push. Just make sure it's pushed down. There we go. There you okay. Go. Okay. Now pull it out halfway. All right. Now. With your bolt. Uh, uh, the bolt goes in first. Okay. The bolt other. Yeah. And you have to pull the bolt out. Mm-hmm. I'll pull it out. This? Yeah. Just, just pull it out. Like, oh, okay. Just, just. I don't want to twist it the wrong way. Okay. Now remember that mm-hmm. the gas key has to fit in that groove. Okay. This so, way, right? Yep. What's in there? Just push it in. Push the whole thing? Push the whole thing. Bingo. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's. Ready to rock. Woo. So at that point, put your lower. Mm-hmm. Make sure your pins. Make sure your legs are seated properly. Make sure you get it. And now I'm officially the owner of G Money. I gave you the tools to take that foregrip off if you want. Mm-hmm. All, all on you, bro. That's it's going to stay on here. But remember, I said a lot of that, a lot of, took me so long to, to understand and accept that a lot of that is cosmetic, bro. Mm-hmm. A lot of it is cosmetic. As long mm-hmm. as your barrel is good, as long as your boat carrier is good, and you can live with your trigger, mm-hmm. you go. Okay. All right. So what you trying to do now? You trying to swap? No, safe, no. I'm just trying to make sure it's on safe. Okay. You know, because right now it's pointed at fire. Okay. Did it flip down to safe? No. All right. Charge it. Fire. Yeah. Don't be don't be gentle with it, bro. Don't break it, but don't be gentle with it. Pull it, smash that bitch. There you go. Nice shit, baby. There we go. Like I said, it's just a you process. You gotta get of, used to it, yeah. You know, cause I mean, again, I only shot it what that one time, mm-hmm. and yeah, I, I did fall in love with it, you know. And to think I actually own it now, you know, it's it's pretty pretty amazing. Wow. So. Try to take this out at least once a month and get used to it. Um, of course, the next time. We link up, you know, outside of work. Oh, you already know. Yeah. But also, um, I want to make sure I have the scope because okay. I'm going to order it today. The red so, dot. Well, <laughs> I don't know why I keep saying the scope. I keep saying the scope. We're going we're gonna to get your verbiage right, too. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the other thing is when you're going to buy stuff, mm-hmm. you have to know what you're looking for. Yeah, you have... It's best if you know the name of what you're looking for because you will buy the wrong thing. And that's why you my go-to when it comes to this. <laughs> At least you have become my go-to. 
Verbiage is key, bro. I, I learned that the hard way. Verbiage is key. When I bought a box of bullets, and they were just bullets. They weren't cartridges. Okay. <laughs> and um, one last thing before. Um, CC York. Let me ask you, um, because I was talking to somebody, one of my dogs. Yeah. In regards to this or whatever, I think I kind of ran that by you. Now, what is the actual bullets to go in the AR? You have different, uh, you have, there are differences. Mm. You have, and it, it's, it's directed towards your barrel. Mm. You can buy an AR-15 that shoots two, two, three, mm -hmm. or you can buy an AR-15 that shoots two, two, three, or five, five, six. May have it backwards. It shoot five five six only or two two three five five six. And but there there are different setups. Okay. Now the barrel your barrel will tell you if you can shoot five five six only or two two three only or two two three slash five five six. And the only difference is the circumference in the shell casing itself. The five five six shell is a little bit Okay. Now, you do have one more that's the two two four Valkyrie. It's mm -hmm. a new deal. It can shoot five five six as well. Mm -hmm. The thing about that, that chambering is just a little tighter. Okay. But that aids in accuracy. But if your dog got questions, send him my way. Get him squared up because he don't sound like he don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> and pew pew shots. And that's a wrap. <laughs> <laughs>